Welcome to Mindful Musings, where you're invited to join in mindful reflections that encourage and deepen connections with self and others. Help build a culture of caring, create a life of purpose, and face challenging transitions in an atmosphere of unity. Today, we are using the Virtues Reflection Cards with permission from virtuesmatter.com. A live link is provided in the description box below this video for information on purchasing the downloadable phone app and or a physical deck of cards. We're deeply present to others with compassion and accuracy, helping them to discern their own clarity. We go the extra mile to put ourselves in another's shoes in order to forgive. We treasure knowledge and use our minds as tools to explore what is real and true. We cherish the ability to see the whole picture. Did you want to read the back of the card, Barbara? I don't have it, Linda. If one is the master of one thing, if one is master of one thing and understands one thing well, one has at the same time insight into and understanding of many things. Vincent van Gogh. The practice of understanding. I reflect on the meaning of ideas. I have empathy for others' feelings. I am mindful of meaning. I am a discerning listener. I call on empathy in order to forgive. I value knowledge and perceptiveness. I am thankful for the gift of understanding. It enlightens my viewpoint. So how is understanding resonating with you today, Barbara? It's one of my favorites, I have to say. I love the drip. It's the Virtues Alive um, icon to me. That's, you know, when we created that, that drip look. Um, but considering all of what we talked about before we did this virtues pick, you know, we were talking about the, just understanding the journey of, of um, where we're at, understanding each other and our differences and how we can still work together and um, um, you know it's all part of what is important to be here it's it's not anybody being right or anybody being wrong or somebody's idea being better or worse it's it's this pool of um, uh, openness almost to uh, appreciate all and and so that's you know it sums up what we were talking about 
know, the divine feminine and masculine, the unity, the balance, the rise, you know, that's happening in the world right now. And and how we're we're on the cusp of of all of it with our particular viewpoint. And in my opinion, you know, such a clear understanding of what it means and what it takes to to be balanced and in a in a soulful way. So it doesn't mean we're experts at it. It doesn't mean that you know we don't get hung up or or knocked off track when something happens. But <clears throat> we understand, and awareness is the first part of any change. And, and so here we are. So. Yeah, it's really, uh, it's really awesome. Did we set an intention? Nope, nope, we just, yeah. So yeah, it's really, it's really uh, perfect in terms of what we've been diving into. Thank you. I hear that uh, real appreciation, joyfulness at the, uh, The perfection of this being, this matching, this virtue matching so much the uh, the spirit of our earlier conversations. Mm. Yeah. And just where we're at in our process and what it is we're, we want to create together, what our intention is to create together. Mm -hmm. Thank you. How does it speak to you? Well, I, it's that first line. It's having clear insight into ideas and feelings. So again, it's that integration of ideas and feelings so that we can comprehend the full truth because it's not just the ideas. It's not just the rational mind. And it's not just the emotional, right? It's not just masculine or just the feminine mm -hmm. and as you were sharing I all of a sudden started to think oh this whole movement now about people saying that they're non-binary that they refuse to identify as one gender or another that they want yeah. to be seen as whole mm -hmm. um, so again now that's really pushing people's bending our capacity to understand humanity you know mm -hmm. so that's uh it's kind of neat mm -hmm. and being mindful of what is most important and that to me is recognizing having clear insight that into both the ideas and the feelings that it's not one or the other mm -hmm. most important so left brain, right brain, masculine, feminine, however you want to, you know, we tend to do the dichotomy thing, but to have that unity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that clarity that comes when we have it. Yeah. Yep. So that's 
that's how it's speaking to me today. So, and what a what a beautiful thing to be able to do that. And that the quote from Van Gogh is if you know, you master one thing and understand that one thing well. Then you then have the insight into an understanding of many things. And that's, you know, that how we use different analogies and different metaphors. But basically, it's the same message underneath. Thank you. Oh, Linda, I hear your knowledge and perceptiveness and the wisdom to discern the difference between the two. Um, I love what you picked up on around the binary and in the world and what's happening in terms of the mindset. Um, Mindfulness matters, and the mastery of mindfulness, as we know, is about developing um, the unity within ourselves. Yeah, and how that whole well, I, I I'm I'm non-binary. I don't want to be identified, you know, in a binary way, and how it's so related to in in our minds, right? The, we're so used to separating mm -hmm. on our driver's license in Ontario I found out today in the code you know where they do the last six digits yeah birth year yeah the day you were born and the month or vice versa it might be the month and then the day you're born but they stick a five in there for females or a zero for men for males mm -hmm. so so we're so used to, I mean, it's, it's right into our identification system. And the first letter, the first digit is the letter that is the first letter of your last name. Yeah. So what do they do? You know, how can they cope when people refuse to fit into these little boxes that we, we you know, come to use to categorize and sort and separate and keep track of uh stuff for people and identify people and and it's um and how often it's mixed up with not just genderizing people but how then that gets all pushed into sexualizing and um, oh such judgment and moralizing So, you know, we start with something very simple, like supposed gender, and oh, well, we've only got two. Well, actually, no, there's more than two, but no, no, wait, we'll only deal with two. And then... The and then making it wrong to not fit in those categories. Exactly. And, and, and then because then it complicates our whole image of, of the whole sexual thing, how we can make sex right, 
And then it's like, oh, well, and of course, there's different rules for the different sexes of what's right and allowed and what's not right and allowed. And it's like, wow, we really do <laughs> complicate things to what? To supposedly make life easier and more straightforward? Not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think they actually tried to simplify things by stripping all the options away and just, you know, you're either male or you're female. And, and now I, I, I agree with you. I think people are probably just like shaking their heads, not being able to comprehend the independence that's um, empowering people to want to detach from identifying at all. Yeah, and I, we went through that in my generation with the whole idea of whether you had to be Mrs. So-and-so. Or whether you had Ms. husband's name, right? Yeah. Remember, remember in the days before Ms. Remember when Ms. Oh, first yeah. came on the scene? Oh, exactly. Balked at that. They were. Just and I remember saying to people, because of my crazy sense of humor and playing with words, right? So I'd be talking to some government person, and they, or you know, some form-filling person, and they'd say, "Well, is that Miss or Mrs.?" Then I'd say, "No, it's Ms. Ms. Mizzed the boat." <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I was married, but I'd say Ms. to the boat. <laughs> I'm not Miss or Mrs. <laughs> but so you were married and you were still identifying as Ms. I wanted to be Ms. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, it just, you know, I, I'm not sure where the world's going in that regard because I remember when I was a child reading or watching something. And it was all about the future and how there was no gender. And I think I think they were probably aliens in suits. Like there was no there was no at all like females ex looked exactly like the males. There was no even um, emotion in terms of attraction. Like there was no none of that. And I remember thinking. What a weird world that would be. I remember when, and in the 60s of the unisex clothing all came out too, right? I don't so, remember that. No, that was, oh. I was born, I was born in, in 61. So yeah, I wouldn't have been aware of yeah. sex clothing really. Yeah, it was the late 60s. Yeah, so you were in, still. In what, in where, in Canada, in the US? Oh in yeah, Paris, but in Europe? it was the hippie era and stuff. And we started to get into unisex clothing so that girls could wear jeans and turtlenecks. Okay, okay. And vests yeah, that and came cowboy boots. In the 60s though, right? Hmm? Didn't, didn't, didn't women start wearing jeans like in the wars? In oh yeah, but it wasn't fashionable this became the fashion and there was a movement a bit of it back in the 1920s too i think it would be where george sands era and stuff like that but you know it's 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 come in waves over time where um the clothing thing issue mm -hmm. and stuff so it's it's uh it's really interesting the only person i remember wearing unisex clothing is david bowie yeah but I, I mean, nobody was like David Bowie, so he, yeah. he was a he was in a category all to himself. Thank you for joining us in Mindful Musings today.
We always welcome courteous and respectful feedback in the comments section below. And if you enjoyed spending time with us, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you're interested in joining us online, click the link to visit our site, synergyetc.ca.